Hey guys, welcome to episode number 35 of the Reps Podcast. Uh, today, man, we are continuing our series, man, our quick hits series. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago or two episodes ago, we had our top five quick hits of diet tips, right? things that can help you right now, and we're going to keep that train rolling today, but today we're going to cover training, man. So I'm going to give you my top five training tips that can help you right now. Um, so I got these written down and pull up in my notes here. So our top five, we're going to knock these out. I want this to be another quick, digestible, actionable episode. Um, so we're going to start right at the top, man. Number one of your top five quick hit training tips I can help you right now is be on a program. This astounds me man it, it really does it it shocks me still how many people continue to go to the gym on a consistent basis and not be on a program like to be on some sort of program that is written for a specific reason um you know they just kind of wander in and kind of aimlessly pick out exercises based off of you know maybe what machines are available or you know what's going on in the gym and then like oh you know this machine's open so i guess i'll do this and and you know oh kind of feel like doing this today and that's not to say that there's not a time and a place to kind of train intuitively right and i'll do that from time to time but out of the 52 weeks a year i mean i'm maybe doing that combined over the course of the whole year maybe six to eight weeks you know a week here a week there basically maybe if it's a deload week where I'm backing off a little bit or I'm in between programs and kind of deciding where I want to go you know I'll take a week or two to maybe just have some fun and kind of do what I feel like doing and, and not try to get too too invested or too into it maybe just take a little bit of a mental break from training as well um but for a majority, for 90% of your training over the course of the year, man, you need to be on a program. You need to be on a program, you know, written by, it can be written by you. If you think that you have the the knowledge and, and know how to maybe develop a program, you know, based off of what you're trying to accomplish, um, then you need to do that. If not, then hire a professional, you know, or or find a coach or somebody, uh in, in the industry that you really like and admire and, and is doing things that you respect and you want to strive for and, and buy one of their programs. Um, you know, that that's it's so important because it gives your training direction. Uh, and that goes right into number two, which is have a goal. You need to have a goal, right? So having a goal with your training uh, provides that direction, provides that direction you need, right? So you can't be on a program. You don't know what program to be on if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish. You know, you're trying to put some size on. You're trying to get stronger. Um, you know, I always, I really like being able, you're having your goal tied into some sort of performance aspect, right? Like have your fitness mean something. Do something with your fitness, right? Don't just, don't just be a show pony, right? Like don't just, you know, your goal should be more than just looking good. Um, you know, it, in my life, you know, in the 13 years that I've been lifting, my training has always been more effective when I've actually had a tangible end goal um, at the end of whatever, you know, program or whatever it is that I was doing, whether that be, 
you know, my time with Jim Jones and, and striving for their, you know, their standards. They have lifting standards. They have, you know, uh, power endurance standards, things like that. You know, certain times hitting, uh, you know, like a 2,000-meter row and having to get it in a certain time and, you know, having to be able to, to deadlift, double your body weight, you know, things, these, these specific measurable goals. Um, or whether it was when I was pushing for a 500-pound deadlift and I wanted a 500-pound deadlift and, you know, I wrote myself a three-month program to achieve that, you know, those three months of training were very intentional and very productive. Um, you know, even more recently in the last few years, uh, me really striving to try to stick a handstand, you know, it, it gives you that, that kind of dangling carrot, you know, and every day you step in the gym, you have that at the forefront of your mind and it gives you uh, that little extra drive and motivation to really get after it in your training. So have a goal, guys. You know, think about that. Stop and think. If you don't have one, you know, think about something that you want to be able to do, something you want to be able to accomplish. Um, and then that's going to give you some guidance and direction when it comes to choosing a program, um, which is obviously tip number one. So uh, moving on, tip number three, warm up thoroughly so if you go back just a few more episodes um i think it was maybe three three or four episodes ago i talked about the warm-ups and rebranding the warm-up right like the warm-up is so much more than just you know walking on a treadmill for 10 minutes before you go into your workout um the warm-up is one of the the key secret ingredients to a successful training session um you can get a lot done and a lot accomplished in your warm-up outside of just getting your body warm. Like, yes, it's going to prepare your body for the session, but it's going to make that session more productive. You're going to get more out of that session, but it also gives you an allotted time to work on weaknesses, to uh, sure up your body's ability to stay injury-free, right? You can do a lot of your prehab work and a lot of like the little monotonous stuff that's kind of boring to do, and you don't really want to take time to do it in your session, but if you do a little bit every day in your warm-up, then over time that volume accumulates and it starts to kind of really reinforce your body and kind of uh, you know build a lot of resilience. So warm up thoroughly, man. I'm not going to get too deep into the warm-up. You can go back a couple episodes and listen to uh, that, that episode I did on the warm-up. But you should definitely be busting a sweat at the end of your warm-up. Uh, you should be your body should be ready to move and move well uh, for whatever it is your main movement or main objective is for that day's training session. You know whether you know it's a squat or what it, what you know, overhead press whatever. Like if you're getting ready to overhead press, by the time you start warming up and getting into those working sets of overhead press, your body should be able to move in that position, that overhead position, very easily, right? Um, the weight's going to be heavy enough. You don't need to be fighting against your own body in order to get into a good position. Um, not to mention when you have to fight against your body to get in a good position, that's kind of like grinding the gears, right? That's over time. That's going to start to wear things out and that's when injuries and, and irritations start to occur. So, um, warm up thoroughly, man. That's huge. I can't stress that enough. Number four, have a training log. Um, I know a majority of people don't do this one, um, but this is another kind of, you know, pro tip. You know, the fact that people don't record their workouts. Um, you know, I did this kind of just intuitively. 
um, at a young age uh, and, and not really knowing why or what drove me to do it. Um, I, I used to always write my workouts out before I trained, um, you know, like and I would like to give them like cool names and stuff and, you know, like a back workout, I call it like a back to the future or, you know, Armageddon or, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, I have a leg day and call it, you know, too legit to quit because legit is, you know, L-E-G you know, whatever, right? So I always got into the habit of writing my workouts before I would do the workout. Uh, but then at some point, man, it was more so when I started kind of getting into actually training for specific outcomes, right? Look, you know, trying to get certain numbers on lifts and things of that nature that I actually started kind of recording them because I needed to know what I did the previous time. So that way the following week, when I went to revisit that movement or workout or whatever it was, I had some record of what I did previously so that way I could beat it. And it's exactly that reason that you need to keep a training log. Um, you know, you're going to be training for a very long time. You're going to do certain exercises probably hundreds and hundreds of times over the next 20, 30, 40 years, right? You need to have some sort of record of, you know, the last few times you've done that exercise. So that way you know when you come to visit it, that you're improving, right? You, you don't want to, you know, if I'm doing a dumbbell row, you know, in January and I did it for, you know, three sets of 10 with, you know, 85 pounds, you know, I don't want to do three sets of 10 with 75 pounds two weeks later just because I'm kind of, you know, aimlessly grabbing and guessing and, and things like that nature. Like have an actual record so you know, like, oh shit, okay. I did this for 85 pounds a couple weeks ago. Like I should try to at least go 85 pounds for more reps or maybe go for 90 pounds for the same amount of reps. And if you're unable to, then that allows you to kind of look at your training, your program, or maybe your diet, maybe just your lifestyle. You know, if you're unable, if you're not able to, to at least match the same weight for the same reps that you did a couple weeks ago, then there's something wrong, right? You know, it, it gives you, you know, at that point, then you start looking like, oh, shit, you know, actually, my sleep's kind of been crappy the last few nights. Maybe that's why I'm not, you know, feeling very strong today. I'm not recovering. I'm not getting better, you know, and it allows you to start to kind of, you know, troubleshoot everything going on and maybe, oh, I need to make some tweaks here. Maybe I need to make some tweaks in my diet. I'm not recovering enough. I'm not getting stronger. Or, you know, I need to start getting to bed a little bit earlier and getting a little bit better sleep because, I, you know, I should be able to at least match this if I just did this two weeks ago. So it allows you to kind of look internally a little bit and look at yourself, look at your training, look at your lifestyle, look at your recovery practices, um, but also allows you to continually improve if all those other things are accounted for. So having a training log is super important. It, it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, if you want like an actual, you know, notepad and pen and paper or whether that, you know, there's a bunch of apps now, you know, it's really nice. The app that I use to, to train every, all my clients and, and everything, you know, not only does the app give them their workouts, but it also doubles as their training log where they can record everything and, and pull up the history really easily. So, you know, there's there's tons of different options out there with just all the apps on phones now. But if you're old school and want to go pen and paper like I used to as well, you can do that, man. It doesn't take long, but it pays 
dividends upon dividends later down the line. So um, last one, that was four, right? We have be on a program, have a goal, warm up thoroughly, keep a training log, and number five, train aerobically, right? So <clears throat> this one, this is one that I've really kind of started to see more and more the importance of uh, probably the last year or so, really. Um, but keeping some sort of aerobic-based training in your regiment year-round. Um, you know, I, I usually incorporate more at certain times of the year, but then uh, also at certain times of the year when I'm, you know, like now when I try to get, you know, put size on and things like that. In the past, I would just completely cut out all kind of conditioning, all aerobic work, and I'm just – solely focused on trying to build mass and get big um but you know after you know six weeks six to eight weeks uh, of kind of cutting out you know doing stuff aerobically you, you notice like the the compounding effects of the the higher lifting or higher lifting the higher volumes the heavier lifting it starts to accumulate a little bit man you stop recovering as fast and this is exactly why it needs to be in year round um because it's general health, right? First and foremost, we need to be a healthy human before we can be a strong human or before we can be a explosive human or a muscular human, right? You have to be healthy first. Secondly, it 100% improves your your body's ability to recover. So when you're going into these higher intensity bouts of, of training for six, eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, whatever these these programs call for as far as you know like what i'm doing right now and trying to put mass on your body needs to be able to recover man the faster and quicker you can recover you know the the sooner you can train again um you know you don't want to just keep snowballing uh stress upon stress because eventually you're just going to have to really back off or something's going to get hurt um so having that aerobic base just makes everything run much more efficiently. Your mood is actually going to be improved. Um, just your general health and energy levels are going to be better. Your hormone profiles are going to be better. You're going to sleep better. Um, and like I said, your recovery is going to be much, much better, which is at the end of the day, the most important thing when it comes to training. So those are it, guys. Those are my top five quick hit training tips today. Um, I'm not going to go over them again. I just kind of summed them up. Uh, but I hope you guys like that. I hope you found value in that. Um, you can implement all five of these things right now. Train aerobically. What does that look like? Walking, man. Go on a walk every single day. Try to get 30 to 45 minutes, maybe even an hour of walking every day. If you can do it all in one pop, that's great. If you need to break it up, that's better than nothing. Um, you could have one to two days a week where you just straight up take a 60-minute block and do nothing but walk or hit an elliptical you could do the stairs you could you know row or bike whatever it is man you want to get that heart rate up you know maybe somewhere between 120 140 and, and kind of sustain it there you know at a pace that you're sweating you're breathing heavy but you can still talk to somebody you know like you can still have a conversation your breathing might be labored a little bit but um, you need to try to be doing that stuff at least once a week, right? And then sprinkling in walking and doing things a little less intense every single day. So um, that's it, guys. That's all I got for you this week. I hope that helps. I hope you found value in that. Um, 
share this with somebody, subscribe to the show, leave a stive, stive, <laughs> leave a stive, leave a five star. There we go. Maybe I'll just uh, rebrand the reviews. Just leave a stive review. Five stars. Let's go. <laughs> um, but uh, leave a five star review uh, and let me know what else you guys want to hear. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.